everybody. This is Louis from azcentral.com, and you're listening to I Am Your Father podcast, which is part of my AZ Central blog where I focus on being a parent and a lot of times focused on being a parent to my little cool kid. So this week I wanted to talk about technology. Um, I'm a gamer. I'm a really big gamer. And by big, I do mean actually size. I am literally a big guy gamer. I also am very big into gaming. I play a lot of video games. have my whole life pretty much off and on. It's been kind of a running love affair with games. Uh, started off when I was a kid. The Nintendo stuff obviously was a big part of my life. Super Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong. And as Nintendo kind of evolved into the Super Nintendo stuff and N64, I was kind of right there with them the whole time. I took a little break in college, early on college, and then I realized I didn't need to take a break. So I went back pretty hard into video games, and I've been going that hard ever since. A lot of my podcasting background and blogging and stuff comes from video games. So it's just kind of natural that my son is kind of around video games now. Um, he won't be around as much as I was. Like, when I was really young, we used to go to arcades, right? Remember, anybody who's my age, arcades were the place to be, man. We would go handful of quarters and just take over the arcade for however many hours at a time, however long we needed to be away from home, <laughs> basically. Uh, so, But my son now has an arcade in his house. Like, he has, because of me, like hundreds of video games. So, at any given time, I'm playing something. and So, he is around that technology a lot. But that's not really what I'm talking about. That's a separate topic. I just wanted to point out I'm a gamer, and my son also kind of likes video games. Seeing that he was speech delayed, one of his first words was Alpha Team. Alpha Team is a part of the video game Destiny, which is really popular right now. And when you go into player versus player mode, where you play against actual people, and you you know you got to shoot them and stuff, it puts you on either Alpha Team or Bravo Team. And when the screen would come up, it would tell you what team you're on. And whenever I saw Alpha Team, my son would go crazy. He would love it, and he would say Alpha Team. And that kind of became his name for that game. So whenever the game would load, he would say Alpha Team. And he would run around the house saying Capture Zone B. <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world. Um, but anyway, again, now I'm, getting, I'm getting off topic. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about technology. So one of the things that he absolutely is around all the time is this technology, right? We're all around it. But he interacts with it really, really intimately in a lot of really cool ways that I think I'm kind of envious of when I was a kid, that stuff kind of wasn't around and it was a little different. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. So my sister had, when we were children, my sister had a Sweet Pickles bus. I don't know if you guys remember, uh, Sweet Pickles was kind of a, um, a company that put out like reading stuff. I think it was every month, like books, little activities you can do. And I think the whole point of it was to get kids to start thinking about reading, get kids to read. And I'm sure there was kind of other topics in there, but reading was the one that stuck out to me the most as I was growing up. And there was a little bus that showed up at the doorstep, and it was called Sweet Pickles. I, it was, I don't know, it was weird, but it was cool. So now my son has a version of that, but it's all technology, right? Everything that we did as a kid is still there, but it's all technology. So when he start, we started realizing he was a little bit of a speech delayed, and when we got the autism, the autism diagnosis, we started to figure out how can we help him kind of just navigate the world really early on in that diagnosis, and just him being speech delayed. Like we needed him to get more interactive, more talking, you know? And we noticed that he really liked the iPad and the iPhone. He just kind of liked it in his hand. He liked touching it. He liked playing with it. He was really good at, like, just maneuvering with it. Like, his motor skills with it were great. He can touch exactly what he wanted to touch, swipe. You know, he kind of got the mechanics of it really, really kind of natively, honestly. It was really funny to watch. So we got the ABC Mouse Academy um, off the commercials. If you guys, any of you parents out there who watch Nick, Nick Jr. or Nick Toons or any kind of, you know, kids' channels, you're bombarded with the ABC Mouse Academy commercial. Super inspirational videos of moms and fathers talking about how their kid kind of came out of their shell because of this thing. So we tried it out. It's a subscription-based service. And it was great. It was pretty much exactly what the commercial said. He really started to, like, interact with the motion on the screen, what he was being told, what he was being asked to do, finding letters, alphabets, numbers. And, and I really believe that because of that time with that app, he really learned his alphabet really young. He was two years old, knew his alphabet front and back, like, literally 
front and back. So if the cops were to pull him over and ask him to do the alphabet backwards, he could do it. I can't do it. I don't know how many of you guys can do it. That's really, literally the hardest thing I've ever been asked to do is say the alphabet backwards. Like, that's crazy. But he could do it really young. And he knew his letters and his and his numbers. And he was really obsessed with the letter eight. Not, not letter, the number eight. He really loved the number eight. It was funny. And so we threw a bunch of numbers and a bunch of letters at him. Um, in real life, like, we would get stickers and we would get puzzles and we would get anything that had letters and numbers at it because he really, really loved it. But the technology part of it really stuck to him. And he interacted with him any chance he got. Anytime on the screen he saw a number, he would love it, and an alphabet, and he would quiz us about these things. And we did our best to mix in tangible stuff, right? Like, we got him a rug that had numbers on it, and we bought him the alphabet, and the like the actual alphabet in letters, like wooden-shaped, carved letters, however you want to say it, and, and he would play with that, and he would quiz us, basically, what's this and what's that, and in his own little way. But the technology behind it was always the reason why he got really so excited and he became kind of engrossed in the idea of having this mobile device that could show him numbers and letters pretty much whenever he wanted and that was kind of the thing that sparked his technology kind of growth and his love for it and then we started to wonder is he doing too much with technology is 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 maybe he has too much what you would call screen time and and we started to kind of conversate is that a thing is is that actually a thing to have too much of something that he likes that is educational so we looked around on the internet and everybody there's not a debate online from parents parents and experts you know on on how much screen time kids should have how much in front of a tv in front of technology like how much should kids be exposed to this and there's a lot of worry about you know what i don't know i don't know what they think is going to happen to children who do a lot with technology i'm I'm quite not sure but i started to realize and i came that we came to the conclusion that it's not so much how much he spends with technology it's what kind of technology he's spending time with and for him where he is now more specifically it's what apps what videos is he is he watching in other words, we wouldn't want him to spend a minute, a second, with an adult type of movie, right? So like a clip from like, I don't know, something that, that parents watch, that adults watch. And I'm not talking about like porn stuff, just superhero movies, you know, it's Deadpool for as an example, the R-rated Deadpool. I wouldn't give him a second of that, but I'll give him an hour of ABC Mouse Academy. I'll give him an hour of, you know, apps, speaking apps and, and shape apps and, and, and tracing apps that he has, right? He traces stuff with letters and all this kind of interactive stuff that really reinforces what we're telling him, what the teachers are telling him because he's in preschool now. What everybody is telling him outside of that technology, that, that then you got to find apps that reinforce that, right? Reinforce the lessons. If he's learning about language and he's trying, we're trying to get him to speak a little more and to interact with, with things around him a little more, so then we go find interactive apps, you go find interactive technology that gets him to speak and to call out stuff. It's it's the version of like Dora when kids are the whole point of Dora the Explorer is to get kids to respond, right? Have you ever sat in the middle watching Dora and she asks the kids a question and there's like a two three sec really awkward moment, two three second that's super awkward where nobody's saying anything like she's just looking at you like you're dumb because you didn't respond, right? So you you just kind of sit there and watch Dora because she's asking you a question and he doesn't care he's doing other stuff and he doesn't know or he doesn't respond so you just kind of sit there and it's like awkward. That's what these apps are. These apps are the technical, like the technology. Uh, it's manifesting what Dora is asking the kid to do: just respond, the shout back, the call back, the respond, the interactive of the whole thing. And that's what some of these apps can do for your children: is they can get you, they can get them to kind of come out of their shell a little bit. Or, in, or in my son's case, they can get you to get him to kind of tell us what he knows. One of the hardest parts about, you know, for him was to get him to tell us what he knows. We don't know what he knew. How smart was he? How much did he know about the alphabet? What shapes did he know? 
What, did he like the color? Was he good with puzzles? Did he like to trace? These are all the things that we were trying to figure out and technology helped. It wasn't the, the main driver of all of that, but it was a very, very good supplement. So he loves the color and paint, like in, on, you know, in real life on paper with pencils and crayons and markers. Um, but he started that stuff first on the iPad through the ABC Mouse Academy and through his other apps where he did, you can just, with your finger, just color stuff. You pick a color and you color. And so you would hear him just say blue and then he would start coloring in blue and you would say green and you start coloring in green. And these are all the little things that organically he found and organically he chose through these apps that he really liked. And because of that, he started to do these things in real life where sometimes you'll get the opposite. And sometimes you'll get the opposite where in real life, you'll get into something, right? As an adult, you'll get into a hobby, a topic, an idea. And then you go and you seek out if there's technology for it. You like, you like to take photos. So you go, I'm gonna go get Instagram. It's not like every time the, the Instagram app makes you want to take photos. There's certainly those instances, but for me, I always like to take photos. I don't know. Everybody likes to take photos. That's not really special, but the Instagram app existed to go, oh, cool. I'm going to go put my photos on Instagram or I'm going to take photos on Instagram. So it was the other way around. The other way around sometimes is, you know, I see Instagram. Now I want to go take photos for, for my son. It was, I'm doing this on my screen and, and I'm, I'm going to go do it in real life now. Like that's the thing I can do this in real life. So he was learning about stuff that was existing because the screens and these apps were telling him. So we were really monitoring him and really worried about was he doing too much. And then we started to realize, no, he's not because he's learning and he's interacting and he's having a lot of fun. And then as he, as we brought in more apps, as we brought in more of the technology, he started to kind of self-regulate really. He would, he'd go a day without playing in the iPad. And now he'll go several hours a day, half a day without any of it because of preschool, because he goes on walks, because he does other stuff. But there's tons of times where you'll kind of come into a room or he'll come, he'll be coming out of his room and you can hear the music playing from an app. Sometimes he'll load an app just to hear the music from it. Like he'll load the app, the music starts and he puts the, the iPad down. He goes about his business, but he likes to hear the music. We have to really be aware that technology is a good thing for kids if it's the kind of technology you want them to interact with. And if you can figure out for yourself what, how much you want them to be, how much of it you want them to be in their life. Because of his speech delay and because of a couple other things, we decided we were just going to go all in. Like we were just going to let him do as much as he wanted as long as it kept providing results and as long as it kept showing us that it was bringing him a little bit more out of his, his comfort zone, a little bit more out of his shell and helping him a little bit more with kind of expressing what was going on and communicating with what was going on. And it proved to be a really great thing. And and that's evolved now. And now where we are is reading now has become a really big thing for him. He could read sight words at the age of two, towards the end of two, almost three. He'd read up to 100 sight words off the flashcards, you know, the words. Just kind of show him and he'd read them. And that was awesome. And it was amazing. But, you know, it's not completely reading like books. And so, we, you know, we've always had books around. So then he started kind of migrating to books when he likes the books. And then a couple of weeks ago, we found the Dr. Seuss uh, app for the iPad. And it's on the iPhone too, I believe, but it's really great on the iPad. That's also a subscription thing that we kind of tested it out, um, and we really like it. And all it is basically is a Dr. Seuss library. I don't, I can't, I don't know if it's all of it, honestly, because I don't know all of Dr. Seuss's books, but there's a lot of them. And he likes Cat in the Hat, and he likes Sam I Am, and he likes all that stuff. So we started to play with the app, and he immediately gravitated towards it. He like quite literally ran to us when he heard the voice sing, reading uh, Green Eggs and Ham. Because he loves that book and he has that book. He has four or five Dr. Seuss books that we read to him and then now he can read on his own in some, in some cases. So when you heard that, he was, it was great. And it was a perfect mix of these actual books that he has, real world books that have been around for generations and that all of us grew up listening to or at least growing up know, you know, knowing of their existence and reading. Everybody knows Cat in a Hat because these, these things exist in real life. And so now we brought the technology in. And now it's a new generation of Cat in a Hat. It's a new way to interact with Cat in a Hat. 
And what this app does is you can, it'll read it to you so you can follow along. You can choose one to turn pages. It'll, there's another way where it'll turn pages for you. You can just kind of set it to automatically go. But the one where it reads to you is his favorite because it stops. You decide when to turn the page. And if you click on things on the app, like on the screen, it'll say them. So if you click on ham, it'll say, I think it says ham. I don't think it says green eggs and ham. It'll say ham. If you click on Sam, it'll say ham. If you click on the sky, it'll say sky. All these words that are kind of hidden in the book. If you click on each word, it'll read it to you. And he started to love that as much as anything else. And he started to repeat it. So he would he'd click on it. He'd be like sky and ham and eggs. And, and he loves that stuff. He loves that interaction that kind of makes him kind of like, I don't know, just respond to things. It makes him interact and be a part of something. And it includes him in the book. It makes him a part of that book. And he loves it. He can't get enough of it. And so now when he reads the actual book, either we read it or he reads it himself, he will say these, he will touch the parts of the book that aren't actually parts of the book. So it's not the words. He'll touch the characters and he'll say out loud what they are. And it just added a layer, a layer of interaction to his world, to his reading, to his learning that connects with him and motivates him to do more. And that's what we're trying to do, right, with our children. We're trying to find something to motivate them. To, to want them to do more of what they like, assuming that what they like is good and good for them and, and makes them happy and makes them learn. And what we have found with our son, technology is a major, major driver of that. And technology used wisely can really bring him out and see and show us everything he knows and everything he's capable of. And it's been really great. And for me, being a kind of a, a geek in that, respi- that respect, it's awesome. I love it. I'm so happy that he loves technology because I absolutely love technology. Um, and it's great. And, and so I'm really excited to see where this is going to go. He's coming up at the end of his preschool now, the first year. And we're going to spend our summer kind of hanging out with them, like keeping the classroom vibe kind of going. I'll talk more about that later. Um, but, you know, technology is going to be a big part of that, I think. And we were, again, we were worried that it was too much. And now we're kind of seeing that it's not too much because he's learning from it. He's picking up stuff from it. And he's seeing the world around him through YouTube videos is another thing. He, he can he can through YouTube videos hear other children speaking. He can through YouTube videos come out and, and play with surprise eggs that, that he loves. And he, he he has all these characters of toys that he can name. He knows Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse entirely through YouTube. We've never been to Disneyland. He doesn't care about cartoons, really. He doesn't really watch much TV. Uh, so he, had, he would have no idea Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse existed, except if it wasn't for these YouTube videos that he watches. And we sit there and watch with them and ABC songs and nursery rhymes and all of the things that we grew up learning and being a part of that we learned from TV or from our parents or from teachers, he is learning a lot of it and experiencing and being kind of exposed to it through technology. And it's really great. And I'm really, really happy for it. And I can't wait to see kind of where he goes and what more he picks up on. And, and he's getting up on that age where we're going to have to be really careful about, you know, keeping an eye on him for real. Like you have to know what your kids are doing, obviously, what the technology you're giving them. You can't just let them go crazy, especially as they get older. Um, but right now he's at the age where he's kind of safe because all of the technology that he's with is really controlled specifically for his age group. And it's great. So basically I'm taking, you know, 15 minutes now to tell you technology can be great for kids. Um, if you do it in a smart way and if you look at things that motivate them and things that connect to them and regardless of where they are in a development chart, regardless of how smart they might be, how extrovert they might be, how introvert they might be, technology will help them more and bring out more of their personality, bring out more of their desires, bring out more of their skill sets, more of their what they like, what they might be passionate about. Even if it's for a month, even if it's for a year, 
Um, technology is a good way to do it. Um, so keep an eye out for good apps. Keep an eye out for technology. There's always stuff evolving. There's always new services. There's a social media app for children that's out there. Um, I can't think of the name right now, but I might mention it in my blog post. So there's just a lot of stuff out there for kids. A lot of stuff that we as parents, when we were kids, we had tangibly is now technology that still can be really, really useful for kids, can be really useful for their development, for their growth, and for their learning. Um, and I just hope you guys can do something with that. Hope everybody's doing well. I appreciate the, the listens. I appreciate the, the help with the podcast. The podcast is doing really well. We're on iTunes now. Uh, if you search I Am Your Father, uh, it'll be a photo of little word blocks. I realize that I Am Your Father is not a relatively unique podcast name, so there might be a lot of them in, in, on iTunes. Ours is, mine is in the Kids and Family. Um, and I just really want to thank you guys. My, my last podcast on autism did really well. A lot of listens. Um, and that was great because the whole podcast was uh, somebody who is autistic talking about having autism. And that was outstanding. And I'm glad you guys were able to listen to that. And, again, we're on iTunes. You can rate, review, uh, I think subscribe, all that stuff. I'm on Twitter, uh, Louis Villalobos on Twitter. It's the same username for my SoundCloud. So just go to that if you're unsure. Again, thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you guys are doing well. Take care. Yeah.